Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kick It to Scoops. I'm your host, Cooper Gretsch, the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumors, and results on a special Wednesday night edition of Kick It to Scoops. As you would be well aware, the football was on Monday and Tuesday, hence why the Wednesday night special edition of Kick It to Scoops will be back in the normal time slot on Monday at 7 p.m. next week. But we've got a big show lined up for you guys and girls today. We've got the world-famous segment, Scoops Goes Bang!, and there'll be a few things I'll be banging on about, including the atrocious umpiring throughout the whole round, and in particular the Saints-Carlton clash. And the Chris Scott comments post-match against the Swans when he was asked about Robbie Fox incident with Mitch Duncan. He always downplayed it and, you know, tried to persuade the AFL's decision. And, well, it worked, but it shouldn't work. And Nathan Buckley agrees with me, and I'll be getting on to that in Scoops Goes Bang, and John Limewire's thoughts on the situation on Monday when he was interviewed at the training ground at the Swans, uh, well, after the, a few days after the game. But was Team of the Week, Supercoach Talk, not the greatest round again. I'll be going through that. Uh, what changes will I or won't I make? Uh, Scoops Medal, I'll review the rounds that's gone and upcoming. Uh, Scoops Medal, Team of the Week. Uh, Secrets Talk, reading the previous round. It's got an upcoming and some thoughts. General footy goss, and we'll go through the rounds coming up. Well, first off, we started with this. You want me on Cameo, head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. Merch is still in the works. What do you guys think? Do you want the merch back? If there's enough want for the merch, I'll bring it back of the items that I re- originally had. If you guys want to comment down below if you want it. Um, subscribe to the channel too, guys, if you haven't already. Already, would greatly, greatly appreciate it. We're over 2,080 subs already. We'd love to get to 3,000 by the end of the year, or end of the footy season, or end of the trophy would be even greater, or draft period. Um, please leave a like on this video. We're about, I want 20 likes for this video. That's what I, we want to aim for. 20 likes. Greatly appreciate it. if you could smash that like button, turn on the bell for all notifications. And yeah, anyway, enough for all that. It is tight. Oh, oh, by the way, whoa, 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 by the way, Scoops. What about your Saints? Yes, the Saints. Five wins, one loss. Sticking on top of the ladder. The Saints are on top of the world right now. Oh, I can put the Keith Scoops logo there. Just keep Scoopsy full. Uh, yes, you say the ladder, Scoops. The Saints are on top. There you go. You can see it right there. St. Kilda are on top. Equal first with the Pies, 142% the Saints have. Red Collingwood's 119. But the Bombers and Demons in third and fourth place. Then you've got the Crows in fifth, the Lions in sixth, the Power in seventh. All on 16 points from Melbourne on in third, all the way to Port in seventh, are all percentage apart. In 14, in eighth place are the Blues on 14 points with that draw they had in round one against Richmond. In ninth, equal ninth place, Geelong, followed by Sydney and the Bulldogs. Then on eight points, we have the Giants and the Dockers and the Suns and the Roos. Then in 16th place, we have the Tigers on six points. And in equal second, equal last, well, 17th for the Eagles in one win for four points. And the Hawks in last place at the moment with four points as well. Percentage is what's keeping the Eagles above the Hawks. Looks like the Hawks at the moment will be getting young gun Harley Reid, who was well capable of playing earlier on. So, yes, I'm all up and about, but the same is 5-1. We're going to keep a lid on it, though. It's only round six. 
even if we're on top and it's around 23 or 24, I'll still be saying keep a lid on it. It's great start. Ross the boss was the right move, and it was oh so damn sweet, which we'll get to that. And go check out my match day vlog too, guys, if you haven't already. Saints v Blues is on the channel on uh, Sunday night. I put it up. So go check it out. It's on some of the latest videos under the video tab. Um, and check out the live streams too. I do pretty much every night. Um, greatly appreciate you can come on the stream. Would like to hop on the call with me, talk with me, uh, or be at least be amongst the chat. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And there's donations available too. So if you love to drop a dono, feel free to do so. Not don't have to. The memberships are available as well. Uh, there's two former memberships: the Scoops Elite Pack and the um, yeah the the Premium Pack as well. So go hop on board. Here they are, actually. Yeah, the Scoops Elite Pack. The $14.99 one a month. You get the previous proofs of level one, which is you get to check, prioritize access on Instagram. You receive my team of the week before the public. Uh, you can connect through social media with me through Instagram, AFL Info Live, and you have priority access to joining my YouTube live streams. And then you get all that with this elite club. And additionally to that, per month, once a month, you get a personalized video message from myself and a one-on-one -on -one audio call via Instagram. But enough of all that. It's time. It is time. Oh, it's time. For the world famous segment, Scoops, Goose. Why am I stalling here? Goose. Boom. Haven't heard that sound effect. Or was it somewhere around? No. Well, only for you to find out. Ah, oh, umpires. The umpiring is absolutely crap lately. It's frustrating. Now, now people say, oh, look, you got 15 more frees. Now, granted, it doesn't always mean that it's right or wrong. Sometimes it's fair because sometimes teams give away silly free kicks. But in the Saints-Carlton clash, there was at one point, I think Carlton had maybe, I think it was 14 to 5 frees. It might have been 17 to 6 or something. It was utterly ridiculous. I mean, again, you could say, oh, Carlton's three of their first five goals, uh, yeah, three of their first five goals were from free kicks. And there was a bunch more that they had score involvements that related to scores, and not just goals, but points as well. A lot of their frees related in scores. And yeah, if they're there, they're there, but they're not. They weren't. I counted them. It was three of their first five goals were not free kick worthy. McKern owned and, Cam and Mackay, two great forwards. It's proven. But free kicks they were getting, amongst others, in that game was ridiculous. The later games as well, the umpiring was a joke on Sunday. And then the game on Saturday night. Not Geelong game, sorry. The um, early game, the Hawks. Not the Hawks and Crows. What am I talking? What am I talking? Come on, Scoops. Lift your game. Oh, I will. The Bulldogs game, but, you know, do I have to say it every time? The Adelaide Eagles game, the umpiring was crap. But it's a joke. I'm sick of these umpires not learning the rules properly. Yeah, the rules may be annoying, but you know what the rules are, so how about you actually follow them properly? It's so frustrating. Now, you're wondering, oh, why are you whinging about the umpiring again? I don't want to bring it up every week, but if it's crap, 
I will call it out for what it is. Crap. I ain't going to sugarcoat anything. If I don't think it's good, I'm not going to go, ah, oh, yeah, it wasn't the best. I said, no, if I think it's shit, I will say it was shit. It's just a general message. The umpiring have to lift their game. The MRO. <laughs> oh, Michael Christian, I'm going to add him to the late addition to this. Really? You give Caminiti three? Then here's, here's the catch with these sling tackles. We, the players know the rules, unfortunately, that if you sling, whether they can cast or not, you're going to get a week. We've understood that, okay? So when Merrick got a week, fair enough, right? Merrick got a week, fair enough. Then Tay Adams got a week, fair enough. Gary Rowan got one week, fair enough. But why did two weeks ago Will Day get two weeks? Why? Tom Green got a week. Why did Will Day get two weeks for the same thing that all those players I just listed off did? It's just ridiculous. How did Rowan get one and Day got two? And then you've seen Dangerfield get let off against West Coast, against Jimby when he booted him in the face. Was it on purpose? No, probably not. But regardless of the fact, that was Toby Green. He gets crucified. Dangefield, you don't hear a freaking word out of anybody. And then we go to the weekend's answer and then segue into the next Stooges Bang um, thing. Mitch Duncan. Like Mitch Duncan. I've met Mitch Duncan. He's a great person. I like Mitch Duncan. But it's not the point of Mitch Duncan. It's not what he did or it's the incident he was involved in. But it's not his fault how the tribunal grades it and that Chris Scott is playing his oh, we play for Geelong card. Like, seriously. Now, people say, people came out to me the last five days or so saying, oh, look, look at the most suspensions that the clubs have had over the last 10 years or so. I don't care. You know what? You want to find stats. Come find the stat for me where there's been suspensions that should have been suspensions and the individuals in those clubs get let off. Geelong would be at the top of that list. Dangerfield protected. Selwood was protected. Cameron is protected. The whole Geelong team is protected. Now you can say, yeah, Rowan got a week, though. Well, when there's something so blatantly obvious, they have to get something. But the majority of the time, they get let off. The big clubs who the AFL like and the individual players that they love get a different type of treatment. Now, people had to go on me for Caminiti's thing. Go, oh, well, Scoops, he got... And cast Murphy, and I said, well, he ducked into it. And then he's at me going, well, well, it doesn't matter if he ducked at it. It's bad luck. Well, Robbie Fox got concussed. Whether it was delayed concussion or concussion, he got it from that incident with Duncan. Right? So why has Duncan got let off? That's right, because Chris Scott is playing his card. Uh, we play for Geelong, and he's persuading, persuading the the MRO's decision, the AFL's decision here. It's just ridiculous. And, I mean, Nathan Buckley agrees with me. And this is what Nathan Buckley's on fire lately, and I'm glad someone in that position is saying what he truly thinks. And unlike others who just suck up and don't say anything or play the nice card to the AFL because they don't want to ruffle feathers. This is what uh, no, this is what John – so Bucks basically said what I said, that – the umpiring, uh, the match review officer decision was influenced 
by Nathan Buckley, uh, by Chris Scott. This is what I wrote on Facebook on Monday. Nathan Buckley says Geelong coach Chris Scott has made his presence known as to why Mitch Duncan got let off despite Robbie Fox getting concussion and influenced the AFL's decision. Swans coach John Longmire also wasn't happy Mitch Duncan got let off Scott free, if you'll pardon the pun. You know, and I agree with Bucks and Longmire. I'm going to get to what Longmire said in a second, but in terms of the Bucks thing, there's clearly one reason Duncan got off, and it's the same reason Dangerfield got let off. It's because he plays for Geelong. And do not tell me otherwise. I just gave you examples there. And it's absolutely ridiculous. 99% of the time, a Geelong player gets a free ride and it's been happening for far too long. And like I said last week, enough is enough for the AFL having a set of rules for one and different for the rest. Treat everyone equally. Is that so hard, Gil, and the AFL, Michael Christian? Is it so hard? This is what John Longmire had to say on in regards to Mitch Duncan not being bad for the collision with Robbie Fox. He says, we lost Franklin after round one under circumstances. No, we lost Buddy Franklin after round one under circumstances in which we thought he was trying to protect himself and he was suspended. We just like a little bit of consistency. Stephen Horse, Johnny Longmire's agreed with the inconsistencies. And I'm sure he wants to say more. Now, Buddy, granted, has been let off from time to time. It's the plays, the big game card. But Horse is right. Bucks is right. This favoritism with certain players and clubs needs to stop. It's, fu- it's funny how people say, oh, you're just saying because you're biased against Geelong. Well, Bucks has said it. Johnny Longmire has said it. Now, you can say, oh, John Longmire's coach. Well, well, Bucks has nothing to do with Geelong or Sydney. I've got nothing to do with Geelong or Sydney. So if you want to say Horse's opinion is biased, can't say mine is, can't say Bucks is. And I'm sure there's other people that I haven't seen that have said the same thing or something very similar. It's ridiculous. Geelong players get a free pass, free ride, the whole shebang. It is bullshit. Richmond players get the same. It needs to be stopped. And we're not going to stop saying all this until something is changed. So to the AFL, Michael Christian in particular, and the people that make up all the rules, lift your game. It's pathetic. Lift your game. Hope you guys enjoyed that edition of the world-famous segment, Scoops Goes Bang. Now it's time to go through my round six, AFL Team of the Week. From the back line, the pockets, Luke Ryan and Nick Haynes. Full back, Tom Barras. Flankers on the half-back line, Nick Dacos and Jack Sinclair. Center half-back, James Sicily. The wingmen, Steel Sidebottom and Josh Kelly. The centermen, Stephen Cornelio. The half-forward line, flankers, Jeremy Finlayson and Tex Walker. Centre half-forward, Jeremy Cameron. The forward pockets, Dan Butler and Charlie Cameron. Full forward, all hail the king, Ben King. Ruckman, Bailey Williams. Rovers, Connor Rosie and Jordan DeGoey. Interchange, Tim Kelly, Brent Daniels, Adam Trelaw and... Oh, boy. I beg your pardon. You can take... What the? Oh, beg your pardon. That isn't... Okay. Now, you're probably saying, where is he? Where's who I think you missed? He's 
Uh, okay, hang on a second. I don't know why. I had that on there, and it just... I beg your pardon. I was going to say, well, one player short there. Um, all right, just bear with me, guys. Just sort of change the graphic here. I don't know why in the world that's... Yeah, the reason I'm not just saying who it is is because I know you people are just going to say, I, I can't... I see it, but I don't believe it type thing. You'll know what I mean in a second. Um... So we're on the bench. Tim Kelly, Brent Daniels, Adam Trelaw. The sub is Caleb Sarong. And the fourth person on the bench is M. Bontempalli. Marcus Bontempalli. And as I said, the sub is Caleb Sarong. The emergencies, Tom Hawkins, Jai Kelly, Fergus Green, and Adam Chera. Reasons. Okay. We'll start off with the back line. Luke Reinhardt, despite them having a loss, 30 disposals in the 90% efficiencies. Is a decent kick, about 600 metres games had to be in there. And there wasn't many strong backmen outside of the outside of the few flankers. Uh, Tom Barras, again, the Eagles, Finlay didn't kick five. Um, but he also played on a few other places as well. So, But he had like 11, one, 11 intercept marks, three of those, seven of those contested, like 11 one percenters. It's just those are stats that you just have to be in for. You just have to be. Nick Haynes, 27, disposes at like 90%. So getting back to his best career form is Nick Haynes. Hopefully a good season. Could be a super coach watch if he keeps that up. Flank is, oh, what do you say? Nick Dacos, 2 and 40. BOG in the Anzac Day game. Jack Sinclair, probably best on ground in the Saints game as well. James Sicily in the, in the close loss in Tassie was pretty good with 27-odd disposals. Still side bottom of goal in 31. Was influential throughout the whole game in the Anzac Day game. Get to go late in the quarter. Steel was up and about, as he should be. Great veteran play. Still is still side bottom. His sideways movement and the way he moves at bottoms from side to side. Um, he just does it well and execute it to perfection to seal steals seal. Steel side bottom. Josh Kelly, 41, a goal. Great. BOG pretty much in that game, despite the loss. So great game from Josh Kelly. And Stephen Cornelio, 38 disposals. Again, hard to ignore. Very influential. Big super coach scores. Score involvements, clearances, the whole shebang. The half forward line, Jeremy Finlayson kicked five and is about 16 disposals, obvious. Jeremy Cameron kicked five and about 16 disposals, obvious. Tex kicked four and 20. No, not four and 20 pie, but four and 20 disposals. I think it might have been 21 disposals, you know what I mean. Dan Butler, Butler, Butler. PT's mate. One of my favourites is Dan Butler. Three goals, two, 16 disposals. One of the best on the ground in the Saints. Important win over the Blues. Ben King five and a big win over the Roos. Charlie Cameron kicked seven in a, in a BOG-type performance game against the Giants in Canberra. Bailey Williams, I mean, it's been a rough ride for Bailey Williams, been having a shoulder load in the Eagles' rough. He's been getting smashed after smashed by his opponents. But this week, he gave his opponent a smashing. Finally, he's been smashed the last four weeks, five weeks since he's around six. To be fair, it's good to see for him he hasn't lost his confidence because I think three of the other five rounds, the Eagles Ruckman, who, who he was on, have been in the team of the week. So it's good for him to get recognised. He had about 26, 27 disposals, Bailey Williams. Like 27 hitouts, like 18 contestant possessions, 11 clearances. I mean, he just had to be in. He had the wood over Brian Teekle. Had okay numbers himself, but Bailey Williams had a huge impact for the Eagles in 
them not getting blown by 50-odd-plus points. Tim Kelly was pretty good as well with Andrew Gaff. Uh, Connor Rosie, BOG in that game, two goals, 29, I suppose, good efficiency was in. Jordan Degoe, I probably would have had him best on ground until the last quarter when Nick Dagg was two and about eight disposals in the last. Tim Kelly just mentioned him, deserved to spot the team. Brent Daniels, he had 34 disposals. Kelly, good efficiency in clearances. Brent Daniels, four goals, one and 20 disposals. He was awesome for the Giants in another loss, though. Another close loss, though, for the Giants. Adam Trelaw was, well, I'm not going to give it away. Him and the man next to him, Bonham Pally, were the two best players on the ground in that game. So they had to be in the team, not because they were the best two in their game. That's not why, because in the midfield ranks overall in the round, they had to be in there especially when there wasn't many other big contributors. And Caleb's wrong, and the loss for the, for the Dockers was their best player and the next best mid option, who I've gone with as the sub. Now, and Tom Morgan's kicked five. I know, I understand that. Low possessions. A lot of those goals when the game was dead and buried. So that's why he's not in. Jared Kelly kicked four, and great performance. And he's just got the Rising Star nomination, Teresa, this recording. So well done to Jared Kelly from the Eagles. Well-deserved for this round, mate. I thought Ryan Angwin from the Giants, young draft, he got 24 disposals, like five inside 50s, five score involvements. I thought he could have got the role pretty stiff as Ryan Angwin. Um, Jacob and Ryan a solid last quarter, but Jai Cully, uh, fair enough. Great decision, I suppose, in the end. My man Green, he kicked three. Had a big impact in keeping the Hawks against the Crows alive. And Adam Chera was Carlton's best player against the Saints. Leave your thoughts down below. My round six AFL team of the week. Now, we're going to review round six. It was an interesting round all the way back to Friday night at Optus Stadium. It's the Dockers hosting the Bulldogs. Fremantle 69, Western Bulldogs 118, Bulldogs 49. Freer had the chances. Rory Lobb against the Olds. The Lobster Tears drink was up and about. But the Lobb and the Bob... Uh, the logs and the... Uh, Lobb and the Bulldogs had the last laugh a 49-point victory. Bonapelli and Trelaw were their best Two plays from the Dockers and said Sarong was their best player. You can't do much wrong against Sarong. <laughs> Saturday games, quite a late 109 smash. The Eagles 69, 40 points. Two sides are scoring 69. That's just a coincidence, isn't it? Not? Uh, the two per side scoring 69. Good God. They almost lost for the same margin too. Wouldn't that be a weird coincidence that, that they match together? Interesting. They don't like each other either. <laughs> Did they swipe right on each other? Did they? You get that reference? Um... The power of, I don't know why I said that. Rosie was great. Kelly and Gaff and Bailey Williams were the Dockers. Uh, Eagles best playing. Phil Langston King 5 was a ripper dipper. Horn Francis quiet again. Come on, Kane. Got to stop talking about him. GWS 87. Close loss against the Lions 108. Charlie Cameron kicked 7 in a dominant display. Nick Haynes, Josh Kelly, Steve Cornelio were the best players for the Giants. Uh... Geelong, the grand final replay, but it was their first game of the season with GMHPA. Geelong won 30, smashed the Swans 37. Geelong by 93 points. Got to admit, it was impressive, but the Swans did not have a back line at all. When you've got Callum Mills playing on Hawkins and Robbie Fox on Cameron before he was concussed, I mean, they had a young Matt Roberts go off in the halftime, just before halftime, so... Didn't go right at all for the Swans. And then the Swans, I know this is not AFL, but they're VFL, so I lost to Northern Bullhands who haven't won a game all season and hardly won a game last year, maybe one, one or two. So two bad days in a row for the Swans, AFL and VFL sides. 
Now, now we're talking about the real good games. I thought before Sunday's games, the rest, the rest of the games were shit. Freo Bulldogs was shit. Port West Coast was no good. Giro's Brisbane was okay. Nothing amazing in the Geelong Sydney game was an absolute snooze fest after quarter time, from quarter time, really. But this is where the good games came, or the first two games on Sunday did anyway. The Hawks, 76, defeated by the Crows, 79, out by three points. The Crows fan, I would say, just take the win and run. Wasn't a great four-quarter performance or anything like that. The Hawks were pretty good. Fergus Green kicked three. Jordan Dawson was well held. Um, James Warple had some solid form. Uh, Max Lynch had another concussion, so we Max Lynch, Max Lynch, all the best in his recovery. I think it's his seventh concussion. Did not know that, seen that yesterday. So we wish Maxi Lynch all the best, mate. He's a pretty underrated ruckman, if you ask me. Uh, he came in at the expense of Lloyd Meek, who will probably get back in now next week. But I don't think Mac Meeky should have been out at all. It might have been Ren Reeves for me. But, yeah, Sicily, great. Will Day will be back this week for the Hawks? Well, we'll mention again shortly. You wonder what? That's a teaser. Uh, Shavis Mitchell, young player in his second game, had another solid outing. He had 20-odd possessions in his first game. This game is pretty solid as well. And Laird was pretty good for my captain in Supercoach 126. Thank you, Laddie. Oh, here we go. Carlton 60 and St Kilda 82. St Kilda by 22. We're keeping the lid on it. Five and one on top of the ladder. We're on top of the world right now. It's just great to see. All the trolls are very quiet. And even if we end up dropping, they will not even mention the start. You've got to give us credit. All these injuries we've had. Starting at plays now, back now. Billings and young draft. I was at Keel. I played in the twos this week after coming from long-term injuries. We've just had Steely come back. We're going to have Webster back soon. Going to have Jack Hastel about 10 weeks away. Max King, about four weeks away. The Calvary is starting to come back, finally. Been losing players along the way. But finally, I'm starting to get the names back. We had about 15 players out from round one. Then you get Caminiti thrown into the mix, and you had Bytel for a week. Then you've had Webster a couple of times. You've had... Your other guys win Hagar. So it's great to see the Saints marching on. So good. It's funny. People people wanted to say that St Kilda's wins before this week was not good. So I'm sorry. Carlton is a great win for starters. I'm going to get to that in a second. Western Bulldogs played finals last year. Three men all played finals last year. And it's the way we played. People are pumping up Essendon this year. So therefore, that's a good win too. Gold Coast are around the eight mix. So that's a good win too. Like, I just don't understand the hate. With all these players out, we probably weren't expected to win many of them. Maybe the Gold Coast game, maybe pinch one of the other games, you know? But look where we are. We're 5-1 and one with all these injuries, starting to get players back, losing players while getting some back. It's just – and Ross is the great move. I love Ross the boss. I made that campaign that Radden had to be out. Even when they re-signed him, I still said they had to get rid of him. They did it. They made it awkwardly. But they did it, finally. They had the balls to make the right move. Jeff Walsh did that, then left. But that's fine. He did the right thing. Got Ross in. Now look how we've gone. So far in our 150th year, it is looking absolutely good. Now, Carlton players, Chera, Akers, Cripps, etc., got high numbers. But outside of Chera, the rest of them did absolutely nothing with it. I mean, they were pretty mediocre, if you ask me. They, If you look at their heat map, I think it was for their team. I think it was basically, I don't know the exact number, was around 80% of their possessions were in the defensive half. So that's from the center square to the back line. That's pretty bad. Now, I don't know what the average of per round would be, but it definitely would not be that. The Saints' defense was great. Carlton couldn't get it in there. 
the pressure from the Saints forwards, Higgins, Butler, Owens, Filippo, Cordy, and Co. Memory, Skunk, Timmy Memory was back. Great to see another one of those guys that said it was injured coming back. Uh, yeah, Tim Memory was good in his first game back. Uh, loved the game of Sinks. Uh, Cal Wookie was well held by Silvani. Silvani doesn't get the credit he deserves, really. Carlton fans on at the game, they're just shitting all over him for because he missed an easy goal. Fair enough, but like the shit going, oh, I hear the people before that even, oh, he's no good, should be dropped in the twos. He is playing a key role. You're better off for your structure having him as your third tall and backup ruckman than you are having Deconing in the team. Now, I'm not saying Deconing's no good or nothing like that because we might be getting him at this point. So, covering that line. But, um, yeah, I think he needs to get more credit than he deserves, Jack Silvani. Did a good job in Cal Wilkie, um, who's been in all Australian form. He's been the best defender in the comp by far to Cal Wilkie this year. And Jack Silvani won the battle against... Cal Wilkie, which not many people can say they have. Uh, but that's the thing. Give him the credit, Carlton fans. Uh, it, disrespect is too much. For someone who's better than half your team, he's in your best 22. If I was selecting Carlton's 22, he'd be in it without hesitation. He's your third tall forward behind McKerno and Mackay. Kerno and Mackay. McKerno. Where do I get that from? Mackay and Kerno. Then it's Silvani. I've been more worried about your small forwards. Owies, who? Durden, no good. Um, honey, no good. And I'm no, I'm not talking about the food, honey. I'm talking about Josh, honey. They're not good options. They need to recruit a small forward and not these fringe type players, small forwards. Like Cosy Pickett, John Ralph reckons going to sign a four year extension with the D's. Good for them. But those type of forwards, they need small forwards. They don't need these fringe players. Because that's what O'Brien. Uh, O'Brien why is, another thing, Carlton fans, why is Paddy Dow not getting a game? Now you could say, oh, he's had a few chances. He hasn't had much chances, unlike those guys I just said there. Always is okay. The other two are not. Then you got, you know, players like Plowman and um, O'Brien getting games. Um, there's a few others there. I think Lockie Cowan needs a spells and, spell in the twos. Found him start if he comes back this week. And the Ruckman. Pinnanet is not an AFL standard Ruckman. I'm sorry, he's not. And DeConing is not a Ruckman. He's a forward. But then that's probably too tall and fall on with those three that I just said. So he doesn't really fit in the team. There's a lot of problems at Carlton that need to be fixed in terms of their selection. They get that right, they'll be back into the finals mix. I think they can still make finals. I think they will probably make finals. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. The Suns in Todd Goldstein's thrown at the game. Congratulations again, Goldstein, in thrown at the game. Had a pretty solid ga- game against my man, Witsy. Thank God he was back for my super coach. Suns had a big win, 97 to 54. Suns were 43. Great win for the Suns. Spending King kicking five. Noah Anderson had a pretty good game. Lucky Weller. My mate Will Powell had a solid game as well. And Todd Goldstein was one of the Roo's best plays. There wasn't many to, you know, talk about that were any good at all for the Roo's. So we'll move on. This Monday night clash, Anzac Day Eve clash, Melbourne 96, defeated the Tigers 78, Melbourne by 18 points. Richmond's season, I'm calling you right now, is absolutely gone. Not Max gone. Their season is gone. No, when you got... Now, I'm not talking about Tom Lynch. Tom Lynch is clearly Richmond's best forward. But if Noah Cumberland is your best player, next best forward, I like Noah Cumberland. He's completely underrated. He's one of Richmond's most underrated players, is Noah Cumberland. 
if your forward line has him as your second best forward right now, and pretty much really their best without Tom Lynch, Dustin Martin's not doing anything anymore, nothing substantial. He's just trottling along, going along, flowing along with the motion. I can't even get the phrase right. Going through the motions he is. That's better, Scoops. Um, he's just going through the motions. Shy Bolton's dropped off in form this year. He's got that big payday. Um, and even then, they both played midfield a bit. Cotchin's done. Rewalt's done. Now, you're probably saying, why are you not mentioning Jack Rewalt? Are you serious? Again, like Martin, good, was good, not anymore. Yes, I know he kicked four. not saying he can't have a good game. He can. Still good enough to do so. But, um, yeah, that's what I think. Melbourne, Petrarca, Viney, Oliver, Gorn, some of Melbourne's better players. Kate Chandler kicked three. Van Roy kicked two in the last quarter. And he was going to get subbed off, Simon Goodwin said. But they stuck with him. Um, and thank God for my super coach. They did stick with him, and he did actually decide to turn up in the last quarter. He had a good game in the last quarter. He hit two and about five marks, or five possessions and two contested marks. Then the Anzac Day game, you had the Bombers and the Pies. Collingwood, 90, defeated the Bombers, 77. Collingwood, by 13. They were down by 28 at three-quarter time, the Bombers. Uh, uh, they were up by 28, the Bombers, at three-quarter time. The Collingwood and Craig McRae's teams never say die attitude. It worked. Dugowie and Dacos. Dacos, two goals in the last quarter of eight disposals. Dugowie, 90 possessions and, and some clearances. It's just beast made from the Pies. Josh Dacos, great. Still side-bottom, great. Um, yeah, it was just an all-round team effort. Ginevan popped up late. Jamie Elliott, the same. Great win for the Pies, but the one concern I still have is they need a Ruckman. They need Damick State back up forward to help Maya check. I don't know why that graphic came up. So apologies. Okay, now I'm going to go through Sorry, I'm going to go through my Supercoach votes uh, no, Supercoach, super I'm getting thrown off I'm getting messages from people um, uh, Alright, sorry Let's go through my scoops, medal, votes. <clears throat> and I re reenacted like the great Gillen McLaughlin. Round six, Fremantle v Western Bulldogs. Fremantle, see Sarong, one vote. Western Bulldogs, M. Bontempelli, two votes. Western Bulldogs, A. Trelaw, three votes. Quadalade v West Coast. West Coast, B. Williams, one vote. Port Adelaide, C. Rosie, two votes. Port Adelaide, J. Finlayson, three votes. GWS, V. Brisbane. GWS, S. Canelio, one vote. GWS, J. Kelly, two votes. Brisbane, C. Cameron, three votes. Geelong, V. Sydney. Geelong, T. Hawkins, one vote. Geelong, J. Cameron, two votes. Geelong, P. Dangerfield, three votes. Hawthorne, V. Adelaide. Hawthorne, Jay Newcomb, one vote. Adelaide, R. Laird, two votes. Adelaide, T. Walker, three votes. Carlton v. St. Kilda. Carlton, A. Chera, one vote. St. Kilda, D. Butler, two votes. St. Kilda, J. Sinclair, three votes. Gold Coast v. North Melbourne. Gold Coast, N. Anderson, one vote. Gold Coast, L. Weller, two votes. Gold Coast, B. King, 
three votes. Melbourne v Richmond. Melbourne, Jay Viney, one vote. Melbourne, Kay Chandler, two votes. Richmond, T. Taranto, three votes. Collingwood v Essendon. Collingwood, S. Sidebottom, one vote. Collingwood, Jay DeGoey, two votes. Collingwood, N. Dacos, three votes. The Scoops medal leaderboard after round six is as follows. In equal third place on 10 votes, Jack Sinclair and Jeremy Cameron in equal third place. In equal second, oh no, in second place on 12 votes, Clayton Oliver. And in first place on 14 votes, now two ahead, Nick Dacos. So that's the leaderboard after round six, guys. An equal third on 10 votes, Jack Sinclair and Jeremy Cameron. Second place on 12 votes, Clayton Oliver. And in first place on 14 votes, Nick Dacos. So there's the votes, the highest for each game. The Freo game, Trelaw got three votes. The Port Eagles game, Jeremy Finlayson got three votes. GWS Brisbane, Charlie Cameron got three votes. Along Sydney Dangerfield got three votes. Northland Adelaide, Tex Walker got three votes. St Kilda Carlton, Jack Sinclair got three votes. Gold Coast North, Ben King got three votes. Melbourne North, Melbourne and Richmond, sorry, Richmond, Tarana was three votes. And Collingwood Essendon, Nick Dacos was three votes. Leave your thoughts down below of your votes and what your thoughts were of mine. So let's now go through that. Okay, my super coach talk. I scored 2,090 this week, currently now in the top 25%. Yeah. Like, I just, I really don't know. Like, I just, I'm really, I am speechless in a way. Like, I, I'm scoring okay, but just not great for my standard. It's the freaking premiums that are underperforming, and it's really pissing me off, just like that line. But it's really annoying. Brayshaw's underperforming. I'm getting robbed of points, mind you. You got Wits and Marshall not scoring the best some weeks. Well, Wits this week. You don't have to have Shees to score every week. You shouldn't expect him to score. 100 every week. Getting 55 is still okay for a rookie. But, you know, Connor McKenna's, I know he's a rookie price, but he's just been average and mediocre. Jordan Dawson are brought in this week. So 78 after scoring about 130 every game. Like, Sinclair scoring, playing well every week, but getting robbed of points, going only 190s, 100s or 90s. Sicily, similar. Like, the fuck? Oliver, the same this week. Neil. 78. DeGoe is doing it some weeks. Ashcroft is doing it some weeks. Dunkley, some weeks. He's just getting low hundreds or 90s. Zebel, the same. Like, like, I'm going through the whole team of premiums that are doing nothing. There's not many that are that I don't have. So, And then the rookies are going all right. So I just... So just... I think it's the balance of having too many rookies. So I'm trying to get rid of these players the quicker I can. 
and make the money. Downgrade, downgrade, upgrade, upgrade, downgrade, downgrade, upgrade, downgrade, two downgrades and upgrade, two downgrades and option. I've used two boosts so far. These are the two trades I've made so far heading in to round seven. This play you've got to get, guys, from the Hawks is now or never. It's Will Day, and he's now into my team with Seamus Mitchell, both in the defence for the two lines, Wilmot and McKenna. They're the two changes I made. Got about 60-odd thousand remaining. I plan to get rid of Lockie Cowan next week, potentially for Alex Sinkotter from his Blues teammate, who scored 70-odd in the first game against the Saints. So he'd be one I wanted to have, I wanted to have round one. Um, so I'll probably get Cowan for him. It's funny because I think I picked Cowan instead of um, Sinkotter when he didn't get picked. So that was just very coincidental. So, yeah, from the back line, now I've got five premium defenders. So that's what I'm happy with. Dawson, Sinclair, Sicily, Dacos, Will Day. Shavis Mitchell's a pretty solid number six, D6, as they call it, for defence, D6. Bench, Charlie Constable, and Lockie Cowan. That will probably tune to Sinkotter next week. I don't want to use another boost. With Sinkotter, I can just wait. I could get Corey Wagner if I was so desperate to use another boost. But my plan is to try and get rid of the rookies as early as I can. Because generally, I like to save trades towards the end. And I still do want to. But like, in terms of being a bit more conservative about trades, I go, no, 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 no trades yet or not as many. No, you gotta, you got to just get these trades done, get these rookies out. They made their money. Stop stalling with them. Even for a week, like, just get rid of them. Like, McKenna, I was going to go, like, yeah, I'll keep him for another week. But then I'm like, well, who am I going to get? And I looked at the people in the price range, and Will Day was really the only one. And he's got to break it. Well, he's got to break him where his score's going to end up going up at 40, 50K after this week. So I'm like, just get him now, Scoops. You've got to get him now because you're not going to get anyone else good around that range that he's at before this after this round. So you've got to get him now. And I said goodbye to McKenna. Like, you know, you just can't store with these guys. Just get rid of them. Um, Philippo, Ashcroft. Not scoring the best either. The the defence, I'm pretty stable with that. I might get Sinkotter just purely to make money off Cowan. Hopefully Constable can get one more game. Please, Shuey Jew, give him one more game. Took's out this week, unfortunately. Long, short to medium term injuries. I wish Took all the best, by the way. Not great to see. If someone who was going to have round one. Uh, Oh, thank Christ. I don't know what the hell happened there. The screen was just spinning. Thank Christ. I was about to get, get so angry because I'm about 44 minutes into the video. Um, that's a long time. So, yeah, that that's the trades I've done. And just keep an eye out on there. There's the midfield bench. No long now on David Jr. and Matt Johnson again. My next steps and Wits and Marshall, the four line, Dunkley, Siebel, Cheezel, Chandler and Roberts. It's probably, and oh, Roberts is now on the bench, by the way, guys, for Fergus Green. So I'll have to um yeah the four line probably needs a little bit of upgrading. The midfield is not the biggest priority, I would think, but then again, that's where you make your most money from. So do I get rid of Brayshaw? But then again, I was thinking of getting rid of him, but then who am I getting? I'm just doing sideways trades, unless they're making X amount of money. But even if I'm getting something from Brayshaw and they're going up in price and it's a primo. Well, I'm not planning to really get rid of them. So it really ma matter if they're making money or not, if you're not going to get rid of them and they're scoring well. So, like, it's a tough one to think of. So wait and see there. And then, yeah, there's the forward line if I didn't put the graphic up. Well, I did. Well, there you go. 
So, yeah, that's my super coach thought. Now, let's go preview any super coach questions you guys have. AFL Info Live on Instagram or Facebook, AFL Information, Trade Rumors and Results, or sub to this YouTube channel. Hit the like button too, guys, if you haven't already. We'll greatly appreciate you all. Cost absolutely nothing. And remember, memberships and donors are available. If there's a donor, I will comment in the comment section in this live stream. So, greatly appreciate you all. You can do so. All right, let's go preview round seven. It's, um, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I went through the other games. Oh, I don't know why. All right, let's, I didn't put the graphic up before when I was reviewing the games. My apologies. Let's preview round seven. It starts off on Friday night on my birthday, April 28th, Friday night at Marvel Stadium. It's my Saints hosting the power. 7.50 p.m. at Marvel Stadium. Hopefully the Saints can get a birthday win for me. Just knowing my luck, they'll lose because just that's just what happens. They let you, let you down at the time you want them to, to make you the most happy they could make you. Besides the grand final win, of course. Um, I'm on Saints. Philippo, you young star. Keep up the good work, mate. Um, Membry's back. Kingy will be back soon. Row, Higo, um, Owens and Winhager and Co. Keep going well. Keep performing well. Hopefully we can get the win against the power. Who will miss a few players too. They'll be missing Kane Farrell, potentially Charlie Dixon, and they're definitely losing um, oh, what's his name? Farrell, Tony Marshall, who's concussed as well. So wait and see who comes in. Then Charlie Dixon is a chance to return this week. Just have, let him off, Ken. Have him, let him have another week off. And Tommy Jonas, the scoopers out suspended. So for a week. I'm obviously going for my Saints, but fingers crossed we can get the job done there. Saturday at 1.45 at the Gabba, Victorian time. Brisbane hosting the Dockers. I'm going the Brisbane Lions. 2.10 at the SCG. The Swans hosting the Giants. I'm going the Swans, but this will be an interesting clash. Swans will want to bounce back, and the Giants will want to make the Swans suffer again like Geelong did. Uh, Saturday twilight in Marcus Bonapelli's 200th game is the Bulldogs hosting the Hawks. The Bulldogs will get the job done for Mark. Get the job done for Marcus. Uh, and Josh Bruce still four to eight weeks of that rib injury copped on uh, a few a week or two ago. Wish Bruce you all the best with that. Melbourne, North Melbourne, seven twenty-five at the MCG Saturday night. I'm going for Melbourne, obviously. West Coast and the Blues at Opus Stadium, seven thirty Victorian times, seven thirty p.m. Victorian time Saturday night. Eagles, Blues. I'm going for the Blues, obviously. Luke Shuey, two's unfortunately going to miss in the next two months with an ankle slash hamstring injury he suffered from the weekend. Wish Luke Shaw all the best. And this is probably, to be fair, his last season, the skipper. And Shannon Hearn may get back, depending if he gets through training. Sunday games, 110 at the MCG. It's the Bombers hosting Geelong. I've tipped Geelong, but this could go anyway. The Bombers are playing better than what some would have expected, like myself. Uh, Richmond and Gold Coast, Sunday at Marvel Stadium, 320 Vic time. Richmond Suns. I'm tipping. Hmm, I've tipped Richmond. But we'll wait and see. I'm not so sure. I might change that. And Sunday, Twilight, the Adelaide Oval, 4.40 Victorian time. The Crows hosting the Pies. This will be a ripper. I'm going to tip the Pies. And my final thoughts, guys, are simply this. You want me on Cameo? Head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. Merch. Would you want the merch? Comment below if you want to see the return of merch, the scoops, um, stubby holders, hats, T-shirts. Base marks, etc. Stubby holders. Um, yeah, let me know what you think. Please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. I would greatly appreciate that. I've got plenty of more guests lined up, guys. I'm still chatting with clubs and players and managers, etc. Draftees. But 
just trying to get it done. It's going to play the long game, unfortunately. I've been trying and trying. Who knows? I could message one tonight and they randomly say, yeah, let's set it up for next week. Done. That'd be great. But it doesn't always, unfortunately, happen like that. But until next Monday, now we're back in the normal time slot of Monday at 7 p.m. Thank you all. Until then, have a great one, guys. The most important thing of all to remember is go the Saints. And, of course, acknowledge me, the one. Go Saints. Stay on top and be on top, top, top till we're top, top, top. That's what the powers say till they're top, top, top. Well, we are the Saints at the top. And we are the one.